To Sustainable 99. 99. Would you credit it? Would you credit it? No. No, I wouldn't credit <laughs> it either. We are your friendly little environment podcast all about people and the planet. And we've been at this for a while, ain't we all? And what have we got coming up this week then? Well, day back to our usual babble format enough of talking to all these so-called experts we're going to tell you what we think about stuff we think about stuff this week including patagonia that company who make clothes and stuff well they've decided that donald trump has done something which is the last straw mm. Mm, i'll talk about that we're also going to be talking about how people are getting bags and bags and bags and bags and bags of money because of that crazy Bitcoin thing, and that might be killing the whole planet. Bags, whoops, bags, yep, last straw, bags. And we're going to be talking about the Tories, traditionally the nasty party, who might be losing their bottle on being all nasty because um, they seem to care what people think. So that's losing their bottle, the last straw. Bags of money. Yes. What's the, what's the theme, Dave? Plastic! Yay! And we're going to be mostly talking about plastic. What is in the sea? And what everyone is talking about because of that nice old nonagerian, David Attenborough. Good use of that word. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, we're going to be talking all things Blue Planet and stuff. Before we get on with any of that, though, just the usual disclaimer, we do work for environmental charities, but these are very, very much our own views. So if you've got any beef with anything that we say, take it up with me or Imba, not with anyone for whom we work. Yes? All right. Plastic, fantastic. Let's get on with it. Reasons to be cheerful. So, reasons to be cheerful. This is a nice way to start. This is a section where we remind ourselves that not everything is bad. And what isn't bad this week, Dave? I don't know. Everything is bad. You've just been watching seven weeks' worth of telly about how everything <laughs> is bad. Blue Planet, as far as I can tell, this amazing thing that everybody all around the country tuned into and got all hoopla about, basically says, see all this beautiful sea? What's full of amazing life? We're f***ing that up. Language, Timothy? Yes, it did say that, but it also said, look at this lovely, beautiful sea mm-hmm. and all of the beautiful stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, millions and millions of people are watching it and millions of people are getting agitated about the whole knocking it up stuff. Like, oh, I don't think it's ever happened before. You've had documentaries before that have showed how bad things are, but not have you seen before this sort of scale of kind of people going, oh, this is horrible. And I have seen in the weeks since this series aired, I've been to shops where they've started putting paper straws on the counter, like straight away. Um, We were talking to Liz Bonin about that back in episode 93. Do you remember? I do. Yeah, that was very good. Uh, What else have I seen? People saying, oh, I'm never going to buy another plastic bag again or use another plastic bag again. These are like not hippies, just, you know, normal people. And... Yeah, these are only tiny things, but I think it's a signifier of a bigger cultural 
shift. Like when Attenborough says stuff and the BBC Natural History Unit make incredible documentaries like this and millions and millions and millions of people watch them, it matters, doesn't it? It resonates, it makes a difference. The ocean, the largest habitat on Earth... Are you saying that Attenborough is kind of like a god or a prophet? That basically, because he's still alive at the time of recording... Oh, God. <laughs> that, like... Because I was thought I was... I think there's basically something in this, that, like, he has now become this kind of living saint. Yeah. Right? That he's, he's Well, there. everyone knows we've only got a limited amount of him left. So, you know, you just kind of hang off every word now. Yeah, and he's still going, and he basically goes... No, listen, it's really, really bad. All of this water's all covered in plastic. And everyone kind of goes... And, you know, no, I do think... Because, you know, these things have been going on for ages. And, and increasingly in recent years, he has been sort of appending to his documentaries little things about the environment, like at the end of that previous one, the name of which escapes me. Which Planet we did, Earth. Planet Earth, which we did cover way back in episode something or other. We did have him as Auntie Inhofe of the week. Finally got one where you don't know the episode. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and so, yeah, I do think people are paying attention. But also... Um, it's a bit. Uh, I, I think that have you, you haven't seen Blade Runner either of them, have you? No, no. So Blade Runner is all about how in like the future, um, all nature is dead, uh, apart from like little pockets of animals and stuff. And those animals are like massively valued, and, and you know everyone starts to really value nature. And I wonder if what's happening is because everything's bloody artificial, you can go to the cinema and you can see these amazing worlds all created on computers, and like to the extent where your brain has stopped even thinking about it anymore that there's something really powerful about a telly program that goes no look look at all this amazing stuff that isn't in computers it's in the water and look yeah. it's here and everyone's going oh wow that's not i that's good i like that more than artificial stuff because i'm bored of that that's real and Attenborough's telling me about it and he's a saint but there are other things happening at the same time as all of this heightened media attention on plastics, which I think are really, really notable. So you've got that UK government doing some stuff. Mm. The huge coincidence of them leaking what they were going to do in the budget on plastics at the same time as Blue Planet was airing a few weeks ago. They said they might have in the future a charge on single use plastics. What, like straws or what's a single use plastic? Something you use once. And then so, like, away. you know, your Tupperware box that you use again and again and again, yeah. that's not a single-use plastic. Unless you only used it once. Yes, but that makes you a... C- <laughs> <laughs> I hate rude behaviour in a man. Won't tolerate it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, things like plastic bottles that your Coca-Cola comes in or, uh, or other drinks. Other drinks are made available. by other companies. Yes. It were just as bad, probably. Um, and then you throw away. So the idea is you try to discourage companies making things that are single use and you try to discourage people buying them for single use instead of having your own recyclable bottle or whatever. That, that's happening. What else is happening? They That nice Mr. Michael Gove, who's playing everyone in environment movement like an absolute kepper, but we'll move on to that. Go back and listen to episode 92 for more on that. Exactly. He has said that there's going to be more drinking fountains. So instead of everyone buying huge bottles of Buxton or Evian or whatever for their drinking water, they can go to a fountain in the street and fill up their bottle for free. And that will be good and that will cut plastic waste. Uh, Your turn. Talk about the belt. You You can get your notes up now. (laughs) 
Well, oh, um, I'm pleased you asked me about this because I had this to hand. Um, <laughs> what's happened is the government has announced... I hope you're going to keep that in, that uh, huge, <laughs> huge pause while you fiddled around with your computer to find what on earth this was all about. The government has... Shut up, I know about this stuff. Where is it? <laughs> Uh, this is why we get guests on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> look it up yourself, listeners. They're doing something about a blue belt. This is what it is. It's a newly classified marine special protection area, which will come into force along a 24-mile stretch of coast from Falmouth Bay to St. Austell Bay in Cornwall. Oh, very well paraphrased. Thanks. Uh, a thing called a blue belt. It's going to be, yeah, uh, the, an important site for a wintering black-throated diver. Golly. Which I think is a bird. It is. Right. It is. So that means, like, a bit of the ocean is going to be protected and you can't go and do industrial fishing there and stuff, does it? Uh, I regret asking you any questions today. Well, I don't know that, but I do know that Environment Minister Therese Coffey, uh, in announcing the Blue Belt, said this. Like millions of others watching Blue Planet 2, I am only too aware of the importance of protecting our precious marine environment and the wildlife that relies on healthy and productive seas. Right, well, there you go. That's my point. Mm. You know, they're all getting... They're like, oh, the public give a shit about this plastic stuff. This week. This week. We better do something about it. This week. Uh, Yeah, but that's fine. You know, I'd rather they do something about it this week than don't do anything about it at all. So I just think... Ah, it's good. And, and, when you look beyond the borders of this stinky, rotten, introspective little country that we now live in, uh, you've got the UN trying to do stuff at a kind of global level on plastics, haven't you? What have they done, Dave? Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) Hang on. I liked it better when we had people who knew stuff, right? Where are we? Uh, Nations have agreed that the world needs to completely stop plastic waste from entering the oceans. Yes, this is the thing. I'm glad you asked me about this because I genuinely do have views about this. Now, the UN have been getting together. He's working up. Yes, the UN (laughs) have got together in their big tower, what they do, and they all sat around and they've gone, ocean plastic, eh? Tricky, tricky, tricky (laughs) problem. Big problem, tricky, tricky problem. Do we all agree we should do something about that? And everyone went, yeah. All right, right, yeah. And should we, like, I don't know, ban some of that ocean plastic? And 99% of the country said, no. And the United States said, no. What? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, the USA buggered it up. So uh, instead of a very effective mechanism to ban ocean plastics, which could have been a thing that we agreed, instead the UN have said this. Of course we would have liked to have gone further, but this meeting has made real progress. There's now a sense of urgency and energy behind the issue that we haven't quite seen before. Oh, for f- well, no, look, we're going to stay positive. Like, this meeting happened, lots of people agreed. Yes, America is a massive, massive problem. Uh, but look, it's positive, it's good, it's happening. And also, I was thinking about this the other day. These series, these BBC Natural History series, get exported everywhere, don't they? They they are like these huge franchises that get watched in literally hundreds of countries. How many countries are there all? Hundreds. There aren't hundreds of countries. Yes, there are. There are more than 200 countries. Yes. No, no, there aren't. Yes, there are. There aren't. Google it. How many countries are there? 
Put that in your pipe and smoke it. There are 193 countries in the UN and then two other ones, the Holy See and Palestine. So here we are. Well, look, you said originally, are there hundreds of countries? And I said, yes, there are. One One hundred (laughs) and very nearly another hundred. Anyway, the point is many of those 193 plus two countries will be showing these programs to people who live there. And if it's having this profound effect in the UK where everyone's cynical and miserable and doesn't do anything, you know, imagine what will happen in countries where people get up off their ass and actually do things. It's it's good, is what I'm saying. It is, these are a good development. We could just as easily be talking about ocean plastics because there's uh, another kind of article about it in The Guardian and that was it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it could be that people who are always banging on about this stuff continue to bang on about it and we get worked up about it, but nothing more happens. This is mainstream. This is, you know, this is everybody talking about it and it's good. Are they um, are they going to show this in China then? Oh, I'm glad you mentioned China because uh, China, along with the US, might be about to knock all of this up. Now, look, I don't want to don't want to do one of those, you know, moments where we all go a bit funny because I, I know we're trying to stop that. But they did announce this week. <laughs> well, they announced they were going to do this in the summer, but it sort of got properly announced this week that from the beginning of next year. They're going to stop taking recycled plastic. They're going to ban imports of recycled plastic. Now, that's bad because that's where all the recycled plastic goes. You mean, much. You, don't mean recy- you mean plastic to be recycled? Yes, sorry. Yes, yes. Plastic, what we recycle in our bins, in our streets, what, in London, etc. It goes all the way to China. A lot of it does, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Loads of it, like millions of tonnes of it. About seven million tonnes a year. Why don't we recycle it here then? Because... China will do it for not very much money. So, so it's like even cheaper for us to do it even after we've shipped it all the way around the world yeah. on a boat. Yeah, because there's no rush, is there? You stick it on a boat that's taken a few weeks to get to China or whatever. Chuck Can a few you... into the sea on the way. <laughs> Chuck a few into the sea on the way, yeah. <laughs> and they have. that's how China have been making all of their plastic for a very long time. Nice, cheap, recycled, uh, well, recyclable plastics that they sort of melt down and make into new stuff. And they've been doing that for not just the UK, but lots of other countries around the world. They said, no, nah, we're going to stop it. We're not doing that anymore. We're going, they, I don't quite understand, but they basically want to make plastic from virgin feedstock. From, from, that sounds from what? <laughs> from, Is that allowed? From, <laughs> they want to make it from, you know... The, Barbarians. The, 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 the raw materials, the oil, you know. like the, People like Ineos, big, nasty, stinky Ineos, they kind of make plastic stuff out of oil and shit and <laughs> can you tell I'm on the edge of my <laughs> knowledge here yes. and they uh, they will send it off to, to China and China will get a lot from the US as well and they will make it from 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 that stuff I don't quite understand why it must be economic somehow the result of all of this is that a lot of countries are going to find that they either have to pay more to send their recycling to other places or pay more to find out how to do it in their own country, or just stop collecting it. And that's what people are predicting this week, that there may be a bit of a recycling crisis in the UK because councils are going to be like, well, we haven't got any more money, so let's just stop collecting plastic. Or put it in the sea. Well, that's kind of what then might happen, isn't it? Good, Okay. (laughs) 
Well, while we're remaining resolutely cheerful, do you, mm. know, who, do you know who else needs to watch that Blue Planet? Uh, Arabella. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Arabella, Ol, because we've given her a few weeks off for good behaviour. Um, but I'm, we're working her quite hard this week because there's a lot of babble around and I've got some more babble. Oh, good. Yes. Now, this babble is from the British Retail Consortium, who are like your big retailers, like your big shops and stuff in the UK. And it's the lobby group for them. Right. And they are very, very committed to doing something about reducing the use of plastic. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Um, this committed. The retail industry is keen to work with government to set a holistic framework rather than dealing with issues individually. At the moment, the focus remains stuck on single issues such as plastic bottles and black plastic trays rather than a bigger and broader discussion on how we make a more meaningful difference across all products. Oh, do, do me a... Classic. Do me a favour. <laughs> Classic this, babble. For anybody who is relatively new to sustainable babble, this is the very epitome of what babble is. Jesus H, you mean to tell me, British Retail Consortium, that it is this focus on doing things like deposit return schemes and plastic bag charges, that is what has been stopping you innovating in packaging design and stopping you from agreeing a more comprehensive approach. Is it? Is that what for 50 years has stopped you doing anything anything at all to actually make a meaningful contribution to stopping all of this shit going in the planet do me a favor you little wriggly slippery bastards that's just so mealy mouth i'm not gonna have to run around slapping badges on people with a big tick on some and a big cross on others so you know when to shut your gob and when to open it so a question for you all just to wrap this up a wee bit this ocean plasticsy thing wrap Wrap it up in plastic. Uh, Um, What if, come 2018, Mm. no one cares about ocean plastics anymore? Which, let's face it, is entirely possible because other stuff will happen, like the death of all the insects or the attack of the robots or war with North Korea, right? So it's all very well going, look, this week stuff is happening. How do we get people to care about this stuff, like, permanently? Do you think something has changed forever? I don't know. Good, good. Stay tuned, <laughs> well, listeners, for more useful insight. How am I supposed to make a prediction like that? I, I, like, I think it's it's one of those issues that is quite gut wrenching, isn't it? And it's not it's not complex. You know, I talk about stinky air pollution a lot, and people, you know, do on the whole think it's bad to have polluted air, but they always you keep go, telling him it's bad. I keep telling them it's bad, but they always go, oh, but you know, diesel cars and. It's convenient and we've got sold this and how else and public transport's crap and I don't want to cycle, blah, blah, blah. With plastics going into the ocean, you just don't really have that pushback. You don't have anyone going, oh, well, yeah, but I really like being able to chuck out a piece of plank... I can't even say it. Chuck out a piece of cling film on, you know, lob my Coke bottle directly into a turtle because that's just really convenient. I, I don't think there's going to be huge public opposition to doing stuff. You might have chemicals companies saying please don't tell us to stop making all this stuff or drinks companies saying, please don't tell us to stop selling all of these things. But I think the public are, you know, they're pretty sickened by it, aren't they? So, oh yeah, I reckon I'm going to be optimistic. In half of the week. 
So, Inhof time. This is the section named after Jim Inhof, who is a absolute clunge of a senator in America because he thinks climate change isn't real because there's still snow. So, we named this section of the show after him gave him a corner into which we shoved other Inhofs. Who is in Inhof Corner this week, Dave, and why? Sakoshi Nakamoto. Who's that? Well, that is, of course, an interesting question all in and of itself, because no one knows. Sakoshi Nakamoto uh, is the pseudonym, non de plume, potential alibi of uh, who knows who's. But the inventor of a thing called Bitcoin Anyway, uh, some people think it's a bloke called Craig Wright. Bitcoin is a thing. Do you know what Bitcoin is, Ol? No, but people talk about it a lot. Do you know what it is, Dave? Think so. Oh, well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Explain to me in 30 seconds or fewer what a Bitcoin is. Go. Well, it doesn't really mean anything. Have you finished? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's made up. It's a made up thing. What it is, people think it's a currency, and it isn't. It is just like a, a, a stock. You're buying a share of something. There's like a, a finite amount of something that you are buying a share of. It's not a currency because people aren't spending it. They're just buying it. They're hoarding it. Um, and so you buy a Bitcoin. What you're basically doing is buying the right to a share of a thing, which is made up. How's that? That is 30 seconds. Bang on. I still don't know what it is. Well, what, it's, what, it's, what is it? Well, it's, people people write articles about Bitcoin and there's pictures of coins on it. Yeah, but so there's no, so there's no coins. I mean, so it's, it's, you can't it's, hold a Bitcoin. No, it's all it's all on your pooters. As far as I know, it's all on your pooters. No one has minted a, a Bitcoin. It's a number. It's a number um, that someone has. It, it's a currency. And the thing about money is, like a great chunk of money, although not all of the thing about money, but a great chunk of what money is, is it's only worth something because you think it's worth something, and yeah. I think it's worth something. But fundamentally, it's a thing. Uh, you know, the unity of the exchange. It works because, like, if I say to you, uh, I've got something worth two, do you want it? And you go, yeah, I think that's worth two. I'll have that. And then we go, yeah, that's two, please. And you give me two. It's basically what money is, right? Yeah. You know, you don't ever turn up at the Bank of England going, where are my actual £10, you bastard? Yeah. You just sort of take it all on trust. So someone's gone, well, well, we'll make one up. And like, as long as people trade in that, it's all right. But it's all on pooters. And like, people aren't really, people are just hoarding them, buying them. And the value is going up and up and up and up and up and up and up. Because just in the same way as like the value of gold goes up and up and up and up and up. Because people, the more and more people are trying to buy them. And there's only a finite amount of them. Why? How, like, if it's on pewters, I'm not going to use your pewters word if it's on computers um why why is it finite why can't you just make more uh, i don't this is the bit i don't understand it's all got to do with mining uh, the thing called mining which is basically it's all done by algorithms and stuff i genuinely don't know go and listen to david Badil's excellent 14 minute podcast when david Badil tries to understand bitcoin when he does actually do a very good job of explaining it all but i can't remember point is uh, in order to get more of these things you have to invest a colossal amount of computing power to run complicated algorithms and eventually like having done this you might turn one up somehow but i don't know how i don't i don't know well that sort of leads us to the reason we're talking about it yes, at all, doesn't doing it? That on purpose yes i know i could tell <laughs> you had that i'm doing this on purpose look about your face the reason we're talking about it is because that colossal amount of computing power requires a colossal amount of power power yes energy yes and where's that energy coming from dead kittens yeah coal and other stuff <laughs> that used to be alive animals millions of years ago and what does coal do uh, it uh, uh, 
Prizes, yes. correct. <laughs> yeah, look, there's a is a slightly alarmist looking article in the Independent, and I, and I think the maths is probably a bit simple. But Independent the, article is based on simplistic mathematics. <laughs> but they're basically saying that the sheer amount of computing power and energy required to run the Bitcoin economy means that the surging prices could literally be damaging our planet. Uh, and as the price goes up, that problem gets worse. <laughs> Already, they say, the power used to mine Bitcoin around the world takes up more energy than 159 individual countries. That's most countries. I suppose it's not. I suppose it's the bottom 159, isn't it? And I imagine numbers 160 to 193 must be the top of the of the energy consumption table. <laughs> Anyway, so Inhofe of the Week is a made-up person, or at least a synonym of a person that may or may not exist, who's made up a made-up currency that isn't a currency that we think might be absolutely trashing the planet, but we don't know. And everyone, like, seems like hipsters particularly are getting very excited about it and buying this thing which doesn't exist in huge quantities. And and it's just all going to go crash, isn't it? Yeah, uh, my understanding is don't buy Bitcoin is the advice. Not this is uh, sustainable is not a registered financial advice. No, we are. This is independent <laughs> financial advice that you can absolutely rely on. Yeah, as far as I understand it, the only thing that is real about Bitcoin is it's buggering up the planet. Things that make you go. Oh, things that make you go, blimey, what am I supposed to think about this then? And this is a thing we've got confused about, because the Tories who are not nice generally are being nice, or at least care about people a bit. Well, <laughs> here's what's going on, right? So in the, over the last six weeks or so, we've been doing interviews with people and we haven't really been keeping up with current debates. But one of the things that has been going on is about animals. Now, you may have seen this all over social media going absolutely berserk. Apparently, BuzzFeed's most shared story of the entire year so far, and bearing in mind everything that's happened this year, that's a lot, has been this story that apparently the Tories uh, voted not to have, not to recognise in UK law after Brexit that animals are sentient. aware of what's happening to them and of their interaction with other animals, including indeed ourselves, humans. The eyes to the right, 295. The nose to the left, 313. That was the story, because EU law says they are. And while voting on all of the stuff we're going to have from Europe as part of Brexit, yep. MPs, uh, which means in practice the Tories, because they're the majority, voted not to take that bit. Lorraine, and everyone went, you bastards, Tories now think animals aren't sentient and they're going to go and shoot them in the face, right? But it's not really true because like the uk is quite uk law is quite clear that animals are sentient it's just in this case it was a technical thing that they didn't really bring in so wasn't wasn't it an amendment put forward by caroline lucas the green mp and they just voted down that amendment so it it wasn't quite the same as let's all have a vote on whether or not animals are real because obvious like you know tories are many things in fact people are many things but there is no question in UK law that animals are sentient. There's no question about it, as far as I understand it. Yeah. Right? So it was one of them things like, but it went totally berserk and they were like, you know, everywhere you looked on social media, there were people going, ah, Tories this, Tories that, Tories that and the other. And, and it was interesting because like, it didn't matter whether it was true or not, in the same way as it didn't matter whether David Cameron <laughs> that pig. <laughs> 
the, the point is that people looked at- Wow, did not see that coming. <laughs> if people, it doesn't matter whether he fell. That's fair, you probably didn't pig, or maybe you did pig. I don't know, you went to that sort of school, do you pigs? I am not going to dignify <laughs> that with an answer. Evasive. Kissy, kissy. Oh, I remember now why we interviewed people instead of talk to one another. <laughs> but that's the point, is people could imagine it. And people, it fits with a narrative, it fits with a story. There's this story out there yes. that Tories are the nasty party. And so people were like, see, told you they were nasty. So what's happened is, basically they've done all this focus grouping, internal polling, which unsurprisingly shows that people think the Tories are nasty. And they've gone... better Mm. do something about that and then now and presumably it shows that people who vote for the Tories think it's a bad thing to not be recognising animal sentience or think that you know generally policies which are anti being nice to fluffy animals is a bad thing so because yeah they'll be most worried about people who vote for Tories right yeah, but just in general, right? I mean, it's not, you know, this is Theresa May, don't forget, who is the boss of the Conservative Party, at least at the time of recording, who was the person, whenever it was 12 years ago, said Tories are the nasty party. So, mm. like, she's always kind of been out about that nasty party thing. And we have been talking in this episode about how bonkers everyone's going about Blue Planet and all the fishies and all the environment and everything like that. And basically, people in this country love animals and love the environment it is the apart, biggest apart reason the ones that they eat apart from the ones that they eat yeah we are you know go back and listen to just about every episode of sustainable <laughs> like episode 29 where we talked about meat for example then go back and listen to that point is they've come out with these policies going we commit we we're sorry that you think we're nasty but we're not because we commit to do stuff on the environment and protect animal welfare it's what they've done and they've done it purely because the only reason they've done it is because everyone thinks they're bastards about animals so yeah. is that a good thing or not? I can't work it out. Um, oh, I mean, I'm slightly uneasy about making progress based on, like, lies. Do you know, do you know what I mean? I'm slightly uncomfortable with... You won't like what's happening with Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> no. The whole sort of like, OK, we can harness this post-truth world for good. That makes me feel uncomfortable. But then the left has always had a problem, hasn't it, of being like, we must talk about the facts and the statistics. And when people just understand, then they will do what is logically right. Whereas the right have always gone, here's a great story. People will buy into this story. So, yeah, maybe maybe I need to just get over myself <laughs> and, and become a bit more comfortable with it. Yeah. You know what some people call us? The nasty party. Anti-Inhoff of the Week. So, Anti-Inhoff of the Week. This is the section where we celebrate the good people, the good boys and girls who have done nice, brave things in defence of the planet. And this week, this is... This is exceptional anti-inhoffery. We could have had David Attenborough, but that's kind of obvious because, you know, he's always great. But this is a company showing companies what it means to actually do good stuff on the environment. And I'm bored. I'm really bored of hearing people go, oh, do you know what? There's actually quite a lot of sustainable businesses who really get it. You know, they're really doing some quite progressive things. They've got a solar panel on their roof. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yes, but they're still selling, like, things to wrap your phone in that make it look like a kitten or something. Something. Like it's, it's, it's what those things? What are they called? What are those things? Fidget spinners. Oh, I quite like those. Oh, but like, what is the point of that? Yeah, it's just fidgeting, isn't it? But it's nice. 
Anyway, the point is... Hypocrites. uh, uh, Yes, yes, absolutely. The point is, some companies pay lip service to this stuff, whereas people like Patagonia, the company, not the country, uh, are really going for it. And that is because this week they have given both barrels to the orange bellicose bellend Donald Trump. What have they done, Dave? Uh, well, uh, we're doing this briefly because we're running out of time. They're uh, a national park what all round manhunk and ex-president of the free world, Barack Obama. Remember him? Mm. Set up, uh, yeah. which was uh, a thing called Bears Ears. The Bears Ears what? National Park. Bears Ears National Park. You can't call a national park Bears Ears. Can't. Well, it's done because it's named after um, like tribal lands, old Native American lands and stuff. Uh, so it's okay. all based on that. And it was basically a recognition of their lands. And it was 1.3 million somethings, I want to say hectares, but I haven't got the thing in front of me. So I'm going to say hectares. It might have been more than that. I think it was like square miles or something. That's but a lot. Um, it's whatever. A lot. Point is, it's massive. And your man, uh, Orange Bellicose Bellend, now ruler of the free Acres. world. Acres. Yeah. We are. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, Donald Trump's basically gone, yeah, too big. And chop that in half or more than half and just like saying president shouldn't have made it that big I'm going to make it smaller um, and that's what he's going to do and your Patagonia has gone no you can't do that mate we're going to sue you yeah and in, in America this is like a big deal like suing the president if you're a company mm. particularly <laughs> is like that's a bold move and they've been even more strident on their website because they've replaced the front of their website with a thing that just says you've got a black background and then white text that just says the president stole your land like that's how you do it isn't it it's not we've got a sustainability strategy which by 2017 uh, means we might consider having an away day to discuss the merits of whether or not some objectives should be set to look at the KPIs around issues concerning sustainability in the workplace up to 2204 where it is cost effective to do so yes <laughs> this is how you do it you say we're suing the president you're an in Inhofe the president has screwed this stuff up and we're going to say that and bring it on and if you happen to sell any more £200 very expensive T-shirts as a result, well, everyone's happy. Yes, right? exactly. So that is just about it for another episode of Sustainababble 99 in the can. Blimey, blimey, blimey. Well, next week is going to be rather special, isn't it, Oh, It is. 100. 100. Crikey 100 babbles. What we would love you to do, listeners, in Twixt now and then, uh, is... In Twixt. In Twixt now and then. Drop us a line and let us know, um, well, a couple of things. It's going to be not only Babble 100, but also like the festive Christmas sustainable of the year. So any, if you've seen any festive eco-guff, have you seen any companies talking about how what Santa Claus really wants you to do at Christmas is save the planet whilst also buying crap um, then let us know um, also just let us know like in the last hundred episodes what have you liked what episodes have you really liked what bits do you really think we did a good job on we'd like to hear that and please send something <laughs> anything anything well no look we're going to be away for most of January we're not going to be doing new episodes in January but we will be back in February so we thought we might stick out a few of our old ones from that back catalogue of 100 episodes so if there's any that you think people should hear that they might not have heard then let us know if there's any that you think should immediately be deleted from the internet and the website and all humanity then also let us know that because that's useful 
some high stakes jeopardy uh, thank you as always to the legendary Dickie Moore for the music that starts and ends and intertwinkles this podcast and thank you to Arabella for so nobly reading out all of that monstrous eco guff yeah from chilly chilly Scotland have you seen the temperatures up there it's ridiculous it's like proper winter if you want to get in touch with us you can send us an email at hello at sustainababble.fish you can tweet us at the babble wagon or just search Facebook for Sustainable. Right. Okay, Ol. Thank you very much, old Bean. I hope you uh, don't indulge yourself too much with all your impending festivities, what mm. with it being Christmas and everything. Too late. Yes. Um, and we'll be back next week. In the meantime, have it very splendid. And you. I'm off to throw huge amounts of Tupperware into the sea. Very good. Bye. Bye.